0: Hello and welcome to the Live From Rest podcast. I'm Steve Smith, your host and the author of the Live From Rest Christian Meditation app. This is season three, episode three, in which we listened to an interview I had recently with well-known Christian conference speaker and author, Rachel Gardner. Together, Rachel and I considered what it means to have a God who is in the core of his being, relational. If you haven't done so already, please check us out at our website, livefromrest.com and download our Christian Meditation app. In addition to the app, we're producing a number of other helpful resources, including teachings and courses, a blog, and everything we release is entirely free, a gift to the people of God. So as I said, we're about to hear Rachel Gardner. Many of you, especially those who are a fair bit younger than I am, will already know or know of Rachel. She's a popular speaker and author with particular expertise in the area of relationships. She also happens to go to the same church as I do in Preston in the Northwest of England. Whilst we were in the heart of the last lockdown, I heard Rachel preach a very inspiring sermon on the subject of healthy relationships. It was in the context of God himself being relational. So I'm truly delighted to have Rachel share some of her thoughts on the subject in this podcast. By the way, in the episode notes, I'll give you a link so that you can hear the whole talk for yourself if you so wish. Well, that's enough from me. Let's hear the interview. Rachel, you are a well-known conference speaker Um, You speak a lot in the UK, Soul Survivor, Spring Harvest. Yeah. And you are the founder of the Romance Academy. Yeah. Which, just what's the Romance Academy? Speaking into the lives of young people. Yeah, it
1: was an experiment. It began as a BBC2 documentary on national TV. Uh Just asking whether a biblical sexual ethic could be life-bringing for young people in the UK who don't come from a Christian background. So, Mm. yeah, and then the project sort of developed off the back of that. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And you're also a part of the Preston Minster, which is how I know you. Yes. Well, it's so good to have you on this. One of the things that I would love to talk to you about is relationships, especially in the context of loneliness mm. and poor mental health. We're, we're recording this, at the, what we hope is the end of, mm. of lockdown. And you preached a really good sermon on the whole subject, which we'll probably provide a link to. But um, tell us a bit about what led you to give that talk
1: well I, I guess um, I hear a lot at the moment on national radio and and podcasts about about people saying well we're finding lockdown so difficult because mm. we are social creatures and I'm just interested to know if, if you don't believe that you're created in the image of a God who's relational I wonder what people think being a social creature means and, and to ask ourselves why does our relational connectedness or our enforced loneliness, lockdown, Mm -hmm. why does it have such a detrimental impact to our mental health Mm -hmm. and our physical well-being? Um, And so really the sermon was unpacking um, kind of what it means in kind of grits and bricks and mortar and gut and sinew and vein and blood to be made in the image of relational God. Like never Mm -hmm. before, Steve, has this theology, this doctrine really come home to roost for me. I've mm-hmm. not seen my parents in over a year. I've not yeah. hugged people, apart from my immediate you know, kids and husband, in over a year. And it, and it really affects me hugely. Mm. So that's really where that came from. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. You mentioned uh, mental health. And in the UK, in the National Health Service, we, we have recognised that there mm. are five domains that are important for good mental health. I actually believe there are several more other than the five but one of them is is connectedness and so society does recognize yes. the importance yes. of of being connected for yes. good mental health
1: and and on one level that's an interesting thing that might spark curiosity in spirituality mm-hmm. because Although lockdown in in developed and developing nations has been absolutely made possible by the likes of Netflix mm-hmm. and Zoom and all of our amazing innovations in technology the reality is there's something at the core of us that longs for a deeper connection that that lockdown has kind of pulled back a little bit mm. the revealed a little bit that for all our advances and our understandings of our mental health there's something deep at the core of who we are that is not touched by technology and all of this sure. reasoning That you know, and I think that, that really interests me as a youth worker who wants to engage young people in conversations about God and life and Jesus I find that a really interesting yeah. point of contact at this moment
0: sure and when you gave your talk what impressed me was the, the biblical basis Aww. for relationships
1: this is lovely it's really nice. Uh-huh. Everyone should get like a chat with you after the preach. <laughs> this is so encouraging. Thank you, Steve.
0: <laughs> but maybe you could yeah. refer to that. It's, it's right there at the very yeah, beginning of the Bible, isn't it? It is.
1: And what's so interesting as I was as studying and praying for the preach, I was thinking, you know, I'm longing for connection and relationship because I'm lacking, because I feel mm. so lonely. And so I, I reread the Genesis narratives of creation and thought, is God lonely? Does God create human beings and this incredible cosmos and order? Because God is essentially lonely and just needs a point of focus for God's love. And then, of course, you read all throughout the narrative of Scripture that God already is in intimate, connected, Mm. perfect relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so if God is not creating human beings out of a place of lack, why is God creating human beings? And of course, we see in Scripture it's out of this love. Mm. And so God's creation of humanity is God loving us so so one of the points I made which actually for somebody in the congregation who hadn't yet chosen to say yes to Jesus this was the turning point for her she said it was when I said God already loved you and so God made you and, and I think one of the things that we sometimes do is we say, because we're made in the image of God, obviously we do stuff like God does it. So we create because we're in the, ma- of the image of God who creates. But I don't know about you, Steve, but I draw something or bake a cake or do something and then stand back and go, is that any good? Mm. Am I going to like it? Whereas, whereas although God stands back in creation and observes what God's made and says, this is awesome... Actually, what we see in scripture is that God loves and He loves us mm. into being. So there's never a point where God's like, oh, oh, it's Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's not quite quite what I had in mind. Like that never happens. Mm. And so I think that's that's a beautiful thing. And, and if you compare the, the Genesis creation story to the other creation myths at the time, like the Babylonian, Persian, Egyptian, was all about violence. Mm-hmm. It was God's fighting and human beings are an accident of this war and then human beings are slave to these gods and they have to fight for affirmation and suddenly you see this beautiful Genesis narrative of, of a God who is love mm. and creates us out of love and pursues us out of love like there's no origin story quite like the, the Christian story no. And it, and as an apologetic doesn't that make you want to stop and ask questions about Christian God yeah yeah
0: yeah and on that subject something I remember you saying we 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 spoke about the fact that God was lonely (laughs) wanted us for connection with him and Mm. so connection between us and God
1: Mm.
0: is maybe what it's all about Mm. but also we are designed for connection with one another aren't we and you you, you you refer to the verse where God says it was not good yes for the man to be alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's staggering, isn't it? Because there's God who is everything. Mm. There's no lack in God. Um, and yet God says, oh, it's not enough that, that this human being just has me. Yeah. This human being needs another human being. And I think these, these are beautiful mysteries of our faith. These are beautiful mysteries of how we are made, which doesn't diminish God, that God has to make Eve to be there with Adam. But it says something powerful, that our interactions, our relationships with each other are... Absolutely beautiful. I think um, to drop the sex word, I love chatting about sex with young people, it's it's such a hot topic. But we live in a culture that says the most important physical expression of love between two consenting adults is sexual intimacy. And we know God created sexual intimacy, but scripture says, no, that's not true. There are different, there's a whole variety of physical expressions of love, like loving your, hugging your child, holding the hand of your relative who's in a care home, you've not been able to hold their hand. And and actually what we see in scripture is God's answer to loneliness isn't marriage. Now mm-hmm. marriage is a, a creation of God and ordained by God and a gift from God. But the answer isn't, isn't marriage, the answer is the body of Christ, sure. that we belong to each other. And so... In the talk also, this is a great advert for the talk, I sort of challenge those of us in the church who, who are married to say actually how we love our spouses is to be a kind of a, a living and breathing example of how God loves us. Like, sure. Which doesn't mean that if our relationships fail or if we're going through a hard time that we are then condemned and covered in shame. It doesn't mean that. But it means that actually how we love each other is more than just the two of us. It, it has implications for all of us. And I also said in the talk that my friends who are not in a couple, my friends who are single for whatever reason, through choice or just they haven't found somebody, however they feel about that, they, they are an incredible gift to the body of Absolutely. Christ. Because what they often demonstrate to me is a radical dependence on God in a way that I find I don't always do. So mm-hmm. I, I think the body of Christ becomes this place where you're not more or less important depending on your marital status or your Absolutely. age. Suddenly we, are, we all belong. Yeah, a family. We're family and that meets our deep longing for connection and then together we're connected to God. So I think, yeah, I think that we can unpack that forever, couldn't we? We but. could.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking of a, of, a, of, a res- of a couple of responses. For, for, for those of us that are privileged to be well connected in yeah. family, yeah. circle of friends, in community, there's a challenge, isn't there, to be thinking, to be mindful of, yes. of those who are
1: yeah.
0: on the outside, lonely. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's a beautiful um, picture by Rubikov, I I can't get his name right, where he paints Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's it's called an icon, simply means an Mm -hmm. image. And it's these three figures of the Trinity around a table, but at the front is an open space. And the Mm -hmm. idea being that God, the Father, Son and Spirit invite us in. And I, I think that's how we are to have our... Families, our relationships, yeah. our households, there is always space mm. to invite people in. And that's been a tragedy of lockdown as well, that yeah. so many people who that's what they do have not been able to do that so much. No. But that will come, that will come. So let's, let's make a lot of space for those that we want to draw in and say, you're part of this household. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And what about those who are, struggling with loneliness. I've had emails. As you know, we have the Christian meditation app, Live From Rest, and we have some specific meditations for for Mm. certain challenges. And we've got one on there for loneliness, which I know has helped some people. But have you got any other thoughts Mm. of how people who are lonely might deal with our loneliness or
1: mainly connect with you Stephen you're wonderful (laughs) you and Lucinda have been an incredible gift to the church all through lockdown the way that you love us from afar and call us up and all that is beautiful I I think I'm an extrovert raging extrovert activist and I have two children and a husband in my house and I felt brutally lonely Mm -hmm. so I think loneliness isn't about am I allowed to feel it if I'm with people am I allowed to feel it so I think first of all maybe let's not give ourselves a shame narrative if we're feeling lonely let's kind of stand in that and Mm recognise that and then say actually in this space the lie is that therefore I'm outside, I'm rejected, I'm outside the community, I don't belong to anybody, I'm not important and so that's the lie we have to come against mm. and the way we do that is we just bring that to the Father, Son and Spirit who made us out of love and we suddenly say if I'm sat in that, ta- around that table Father, Son, Holy Spirit and me, mm. I'm not lonely. No. I belong. And we deal with the emotions and the triggers and we, re- we don't repress that and pretend, mm. well, I belong to God, so therefore I shouldn't feel lonely. No, we, we, but we speak that over ourselves. Actually, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to picture myself sat around the table with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna make that my my the vision of my life and my anchor. And, and then it's about, I think, then finding your ones or twos people who you can take your mask off with, who you can be real. And I have found, Steve, in my life, that because I'm so outrageously outgoing and chatty, people don't think I get lonely. Mm-hmm. They don't think So when somebody who's wrestling with their own loneliness calls out to me and picks up the phone and says, do you want a chat? Something in me goes, <gasps> Hmm. Somebody wanted to connect with me. So I think sometimes it's from our own point of of sadness or grief or Hmm. struggle as we reach out to others, we become, without realising it, this extraordinary blessing to someone that we don't think maybe feels like that, but somehow us owning it gives them permission to own it too. So I think we can be an extraordinary gift even as we face our own mental health struggles, our sadnesses, our lonelinesses.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really helpful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so thanks for calling me for this today. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you're super special.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. I think it would be nice to, to just close with a prayer.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you like to lead us in a prayer I'd for those that to. are lonely and also for those that maybe are feeling challenged to reach out. Yes. To others that yes. need need that touch.
1: Thank you so much, God, that mm. um, Scripture is packed full of stories of... Our God, who even before we cry out to you, you run across the miles to us. Mm. Thank you that even before any of us watching this said, "Oh, I'm feeling so rough, this is so tough. Before we even uttered that or were aware of that, you were already, you'd already picked up your your gown like in the prodigal son mm. father and you were already running towards us and as we look up and see you, we don't see someone stood waiting for our call, we see someone running towards us, the sweat all over you, the dust all over you. So my prayer for myself and my sisters and brothers watching this is that in this moment of acknowledging where we're at we would just experience the full force of your love coming, coming down on us mm. coming at us, reaching us and thank you Lord that always within in the economy of the kingdom what you give us with we become a source of blessing for of that to others in some mysterious way that we don't understand that as we receive your love we become these channels of love to others so will you give us the courage and the confidence to speak out to lean into other people to pick up the phone to text um, to drop a message to send a letter to write a postcard knowing that the smallest act in love is world-changing for somebody.
0: Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, Rachel.
1: You're
0: welcome. I trust you found that helpful. Remember, you can hear Rachel's entire talk on healthy relationships by following the link on the episode notes. Please do use our Live From Rest app and our various other resources everything we do is entirely free. There's no charge whatsoever. But If you do feel able to make a contribution to our ministry, please visit the Give page on our website. How about giving us the price of a coffee once a month? Well, thanks again for joining us, and I do hope to connect with you again very soon. Bye for now.